1: Hello, clubbers, and happy International Women's Day. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon, and this is Self-Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can
0: be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually
1: improve your well-being, or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you
0: don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Today is International Women's Day, a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. Woohoo! The day also marks a call to action for accelerating gender equality. Today, activities witness worldwide as groups come together to celebrate women's achievements or rally for women's equality. Marked annually on March 8th, International Women's Day is one of the most important days of the year to celebrate women's achievements, raise awareness about women's equality, lobby for accelerated gender equality and fundraise for female-focused charities. Lovely. The
1: campaign theme for International Women's Day 2022 is hashtag break the bias whether deliberate or unconscious bias makes it difficult for women to move ahead knowing that bias exists isn't enough action is needed to level the playing field international women's day has occurred for well over a century a century a century i've only been aware of it the last few years yeah but they
0: didn't have hashtags back in the 1940s how long have you been aware of it since 1936. No, you...
1: <laughs> which is when you were when born. When I was born. Because <laughs> you listen to... What Radio 4 plays. plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, International Women's Day has occurred for well over a century with the first gathering held in 1911. Purple, green and white are the colours of International Women's Day. Purple signifies justice and dignity. Green symbolises hope. White represents purity, albeit a controversial concept. The colours originated from the Women's Social and Political Union in the UK in 1908. I wasn't born then.
0: International Women's Day. But is... you do act like you were sometimes. Oh, so me. <laughs> International Women's Day is not country, group or organisation specific. No single government, charity, corporation, academic institution, network or media hub is solely responsible for IWD. The day belongs to all groups collectively everywhere. Yeah. Gloria Steinem, world-renowned feminist, journalist and activist once explained, the story of women's struggle for equality belongs to no one single feminist nor to any one organisation, but to the collective efforts of all who care about human rights. So, International Women's Day is your day, and to do what you can to truly make a positive difference for women. But do we still need an International Women's Day in 2022? Well, unfortunately,
1: Yes, there's no place for complacency just yet. According to the World Economic Forum, sadly, none of us will see gender equality in our lifetimes. (laughs) And I'm not surprised to hear that. And it's likely that nor will many of our children. In fact, gender equality will not be attained for almost a century.
0: Whoa.
1: That's a very depressing fact on International Women's Day, where we're... Especially considering we are 50% of the population. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And when I say things like, oh, well, you know, sanitary towels would
0: be free if men had periods. Obviously. Period poverty really fucks me off. Yeah. Actually, I agree. Just the fact that we have no option but to bleed from the age of 12 to 50 and we have to pay every month to deal with that. And if you can't afford to pay for that, what what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? But men would not have to pay for that. And by the
1: way, there's only just starting to talk about the menopause and how to support women properly through the menopause. That is only a conversation that's been going for, what, 10 years? Yeah. Now, if men suffered with the menopause and went through the menopause, I can guarantee that there would be a lot more support and information out there from hundreds of years ago. I'm sure you're
0: right. But anyway, anyway. in celebration of today, Nicole and I tested out gathering in the sacred feminine space of a sister circle. And today's show is all about how we got on with that. Well, we were talking about International Women's
1: Day, weren't we? And we really wanted to acknowledge International Women's Day in a way that, in how we do things. Yeah because this is what we do so we have to do International Women's Day through self-care and Mm -hmm. how could we do that Mm -hmm. and we did come up with a few things what did we do last year last year we did sisterhood
0: yes as a whole yes and we wrote a letter to uh, the woman a woman that we most admired two women and actually that was a beautiful practice I really liked that two women yeah it was a great week god that was a year ago yeah a whole year ago
1: Oh, and you cried on the cry. podcast. I did So cry. if you want to hear Lauren crying, go back over here. Oh a year. My, what is wrong with her today? <laughs> it's not nice. I'm just so
0: mean. Yeah, I you, am a bit scratchy If you'd today. like to hear me sobbing, <laughs> go back here again. <laughs> it was a lovely, lovely week, truly. And here we are again. Yeah.
1: So we came up with the sister circle.
0: Yeah, we did. We were very lucky to be invited to join a sister circle. In fact, it was gathered for us. Was it? Yes, it wasn't kind of, there wasn't really one in the pipeline, but the facilitator said that she knew if she put one on in London, she would be able to gather enough women to make one. So she she gathered it for us. And for confidentiality reasons and out of respect for the women in the group, it was requested that we didn't mention the name of the circle or the facilitator's name. She felt quite strongly about that. Um, She just wanted to promote that sister circles existed and to encourage women to join them, but she didn't want um, promotion for her own particular one. But the intention of these circles is to help people share their stories to better understand themselves. So this facilitator creates events to enable deeper connection and community between women, creating spaces in a big city for the magic of Sisterhood. It's an evening for women to come together, be seen, be heard, and experience a creative, expansive evening of truth-telling, healing, and transformation. Lovely. Grounded in the primal and magical tradition of storytelling, the session is designed to deepen your sense of connection to yourself and others, and experience the simple joy that comes from knowing that we're all in it together.
1: Yeah, there's something very special about that. And as she explains, communities have been gathering to tell each other stories since the beginning of time. Stories are the fabric that knit our lives together, strengthening our bonds to one another through the universal themes of humanity. Stories surround us, empower us, comfort us and deepen our sense of compassion and connection. The act of telling our stories is one of the most simple and life-affirming experiences we can enjoy together. The premise of the evening is to come together in a cozy, gentle gathering to quiet the mind and soften into the experience of sitting in a circle with no pressure or expectation to speak or perform. You are invited, if you wish, to share a story or a set of thoughts on a theme relating to womanhood. The discussion is led. It is just asked that you bring openness and the desire to connect. She notes, the space can feel cathartic and healing, but it is not a formal therapeutic space. The evening will allow you to reconnect to the simple magic of speaking and
0: listening with no agenda. So what is the benefit of a sister circle? Well, having the experience of being heard and supported by other women is a deep-rooted need that all women have. It provides a safe space for your truest self to emerge and a place to show up where you're held and nurtured and where you get to do the same for another woman. It unlocks our power and potential as individuals and as a community. And when you experience the undivided love, support and attention of a group of women who are fully present to you in that moment, you're reminded not only of who you truly are, but of what we are capable of as women when we stand together and support one another. The validation and affirmation that comes from being truly seen by another person is what makes sisterhood so powerful and meaningful. I'm nod, nod, nod. Nicole is nod, nod, (laughs) nodding. I'm like a nodding dog. I am. I agree with all of it. Yes. So how did you feel going into this sister circle or the thought of going to a sister circle?
1: I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. I love these sorts of things. And since my coaching course, which took up about two years, it's not often I get to be in that space mm-hmm. anymore. And with COVID, it just hasn't happened. And all the spaces that are created were online, virtual. Mm, yeah. And it's not the same. No. And actually this was their first in real life event. Yes, wasn't in, it? In over two years. In over two years. Yeah.
0: So that was quite something. Yeah. How did you feel going into it? I just had no idea what to expect because we did one this time last year and you facilitated it, yes. but we did it with people that we knew yes. and there were only five of us. Yes. So we each brought a couple of people, didn't we? One or two people in. Yeah. And we did it on Zoom. Yeah. And that was uncomfortable but fine because it felt very safe because they weren't strangers. This was very different. Yeah. Because we were going to a home, someone's home, and we did not know anybody there, including no. the facilitator. We had never no. met anyone no. in that room. No. No. So that was... I had no idea what was going to happen. I've never done this before. So I didn't know the rules. I didn't know the vibe. I didn't know. No. And actually,
1: where should we begin?
0: Should we do this together? In the cab on the way there? Yeah. We,
1: we've actually got a voice note. Yeah. Right, we are... 24 seconds away from walking into the sister circle late we are very late right, we're very late because the traffic has been hideous so we don't really know what we're walking into but we know that we're walking in late
0: <laughs> i feel very apprehensive walking into a group of women that i don't know late and i have no idea what's going to happen
1: and the first thing we have to say
0: is sorry no i'm not i am I don't know if I am. I don't want to walk in and say, sorry, it's horrible beginning to an evening. No, Well, what we'll
1: do is we'll walk in and say, thank you so much for waiting. waiting for us, yeah, let's do that. That's called self-care. <laughs> let's take our own advice, shall <laughs> yes. we?
0: But actually it was fine because they they did know each other from circles. So they were all chatting and they were so happy to see each other. Everyone was in there making tea yeah. and having a biscuit and it was totally fine. So we fine. weren't actually late and it was fine. I
1: did say thank you for waiting.
0: Did you? I did. I just said, hello. But you were right.
1: Don't walk in and apologize for your presence. That's just not a good way to
0: kick it off. I'll tell you one thing. I did feel palpable relief in my body at her email before we went, which said there is no expectation to, uh, or like there's no expectation or pressure to share. Yes. Okay. She, so she, I wrote it down. She said, There is no expectation to prepare anything to be anyone in the space, just simply the invitation to soften into a space where you will be held to share any stories that you feel you would like to speak aloud. Mm. So immediately, I was like, oh, okay. So, after
1: everyone made themselves a cup of tea, we went into the living room. It was a beautiful house.
0: Beautiful
1: house. It was all, there were plants everywhere. It, was, it had a, very, a beautiful sort of chi to it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Amazing energy. The lighting was very low. There was the beautiful centerpiece in the middle of the circle with loads of candles and flowers and pebbles. pebbles yeah. It was
0: really beautiful. It was a fire burning. Yeah. There were cushions and sofas and chairs. So you did feel relaxed the the minute you went in. Yeah. Um, Some of the women knew each other. Yeah.
1: Some of them didn't. There were 11 women. Oh, was it 11? Yeah. And we all sat down in a circle. I didn't sit next to you. I sat opposite to you. And the facilitator began by doing a short meditation Mm -hmm. to kind of bring everyone present and bring everyone in. Mm -hmm. And it quietened your mind and it was very relaxing and it was very nice. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of said... I don't want to use the word expected, but how it works, how the circle was going to run. Yeah. And you can share or not. And if there's silence in the circle, there's silence and that's okay too. Mm. And then she opens the space for people to share.
0: And then no one said anything for quite a long time, which was fine. Totally fine.
1: But weren't you thinking, well, I'm not going to be the first one to share. I definitely wasn't ever going to open it up myself
0: definitely not but there is such an irony that my job here with you involves speaking endlessly and <laughs> entertaining and being like on yeah switched on yeah and it's really tiring yeah. to be on all the time because do you want to take a nap No, I just mean like the other nine women in the room were complete strangers to me. So they had no expectation of who I was or my personality or that it's very... There was no expectation for you to be anything or anybody. Yeah, and that was very freeing in that room. Yes, But on the flip side, I am never the quiet one, the shy one, the shrinking violet. I'm always the chatty one in a group where I will always kind of bring the group together with humour and chat. And so to be silent also felt unnatural. So it was a bit of a dichotomy. It's not a natural way to communicate. No.
1: So what happened was the first lady shared something after about probably three minutes of silence, which is quite a long time of silence. Yeah, but it was a comfortable silence. Totally. Yeah. I was just sitting there thinking, right, I'm not going to share first. I'm just going to be here, just be present, just relax, just mm. calm. Because mm. it was quite stressful before we got there. Yeah, very. The motorway was closed and yeah. it like
0: clogged up the whole of we'd London. we'd had a terrible afternoon, both of us. It had taken us two hours to come back from the school run. We were so stressed. Yeah. So it was nice just to be there peacefully. Yeah,
1: very nice. One of the ladies opened up. Yeah. She spoke for... Three two minutes? Three, four minutes. Yeah. She shared. Yeah. And then that's kind of how the circle went. And then there was silence and then someone else would share, maybe yeah. after about a minute of silence. Yeah. And it, as the evening progressed, mm. I kind of got a sense of who was going to share next. Did you? Yeah. I really didn't. At all. I did. And it happened quite a few times. Oh. And I thought, oh, it's going to be her turn now. Oh,
0: no, I didn't get that. I didn't know the rules. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Laura messed up a nil. That was problematic.
1: (laughs) Facilitator forgot to say, and this was an incredibly important piece, Yeah, that if you haven't been in one of these circles before, you actually do need to know. Yeah. When someone speaks and shares, you are not to respond. You are not to give them a cuddle. You are not to hand them a tissue. You are not to do anything apart from
0: witness and receive what they are saying. And you're also not allowed, A, not respond, but B, give advice. And I did not know this because no one had told me this. And as you say, it's a very unnatural thing <laughs> because normally in a flowing conversation, I will share something with you, you will respond to me, and if appropriate, and it goes backwards give it and forwards. F- yeah. But it wasn't, it's not a flowing
1: conversation. No. Someone shares. Yes. And what happens is they pick up a pebble yes. or an item they brought with them yes. and they hold it in their hand and they share. Mm. And when they're done, they put the item back down. Yeah. So that you know that they are done. Then there is silence. And then when someone else feels called for, called towards sharing, they will pick up the pebble and they will share. Yeah, That's how it works. Yeah. But you don't respond to what someone else has just said. You are sharing from your own life, your own heart, your yeah. own soul, your own experience.
0: And my God, it was
1: fascinating. As the evening went on, you got a greater sense of people and their lives yeah. and what they're dealing with
0: things in their lives that even if you had known them maybe for five years, 10 years, they may never have shared with you or anyone. And that was, that kind of blew my mind. I found it very humbling. I found it fascinating. Just, you know, some things were quite, I don't want to say banal because they were very meaningful to the person, but they weren't big things. But some of them had these like quite big reveal, I would say it's like a big reveal, like a confession almost and I was like
1: whoa.
0: I mean a couple of the ladies made me cry. Yeah. That's how
1: moving it was and some were really funny. Yes. And some were very heartfelt. Yes. And some were sad. Yes. I was shocked at how much private stuff they shared. I wasn't. I found that shocking. I totally didn't. Okay. And I
0: think if if you weren't there Mm. I probably would have shared more. Interesting. I don't think I would have been any different had you not been there. I I can only kind of tell you from my experience, I felt so uncomfortable not responding, especially to one woman who spoke. You did respond. Well, because you know, the silence doesn't feel like an acknowledgement. I don't feel, it didn't feel like what she voiced was acknowledged. And it really like bubbled up in me because I thought she shared something and it needs to be validated. Like she shouldn't sit there with the feeling that what she's expressing, she is alone in that. I just, I found that really hard, almost impossible. And we spoke about this in the cab on the way
1: home, didn't we? And we shared a cab with another lady because we were all going in the same direction. And she made a very good point. She said, I would hate someone to acknowledge what I've just said in one of those circles I would hate them to make try and make me feel better about it or it would make me really uncomfortable and I agreed with her actually because if I'm having a moment where I and I did have a moment in there where I shared something really personal and I actually don't really want to bring it here
0: you're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-ads.com.
1: I shared something very hard for me to admit and to say out loud. I wouldn't want someone to go, it's okay, it's this, it's that, you're fine, you're you're doing a great job, you're doing that. I would have hated that. Okay. Or for me, having shared something very intimate, mm. there was something so liberating to voice it, just okay. to get it out and to know that I was in a place where no one was going to say anything afterwards. I could just say it freely with no expectation, no need to have to justify what I've just said, because someone might have translated it in a completely different way or interpreted it in a different way to what I meant. All of that, because that can happen in conversation. Mm. There was just something about saying, this is what I am dealing with right now, and I find it hard. And having 10 other women sit there and witness it was incredible. So the
0: girl next to me cried at one point. She spoke for a second time, I think, and she cried. And I really struggled not to just put a hand on her leg or on her arm and just a touch, just a touch, not a sob, not like, oh, don't cry or give her a tissue or anything like that, but just like to put a hand of comfort on her. And I felt quite cruel not doing that. I know you're going to say that's your discomfort. That's all about you and how you're not comfortable watching other people cry. I watch people cry all the time. Am I okay with that?
1: Well, it is your discomfort. But it felt it's like... It's your discomfort of not being able to comfort her. But you don't know what she needed. Firstly, you, you don't know her. I don't know her. So you don't know. Like I'm telling you in that moment, what I needed yeah. was just people to witness it. Yeah. If someone had put a hand on me, I don't know, I would have felt so much more exposed and vulnerable. I just felt it was so uncompassionate. I felt cruel. To just sit there. That circle and that space was so compassionate, was so understanding, was so open.
0: But how do you know? Because no one's telling you that they understand and that they feel compassion or they're just inside their head judging the fuck out of you for what you've just said. You don't know that. People aren't going there to judge the fuck out of you. I know they're not. And also this comes back to a practice that we talk about a
1: lot in in my job and your job, which is holding space. Yes. And that is such a gift to give to someone, that holding space. But
0: I think you can hold space and have compassion and I think it's human nature. but But
1: holding space is compassion. But by putting a hand on her, you're shifting the energy somehow. You're changing it up. You're doing something that you're comfortable with because you're not asking her if that's what she
0: needs. I want to I can't when I say I want to believe you, I'm not sitting here saying I feel like you're lying. But <laughs> I want to believe you in that. But to me, when you say it, it just sounds like woke bollocks. Like I just think when someone is in floods of tears and having shared something that they say themselves is painful, to just put a hand on their leg is not so in my wrong with that. in my training. Yeah. That was a real
1: no-no. I just don't get that. I don't get it. So when someone is sharing something with when someone is sharing a part of their soul yeah. with you yeah. i'm only going on how i've been trained yes. as a coach when someone is sharing a very intimate deep part and she was mm. she was sharing yes, something she was. very difficult it was very
0: painful it was very painful
1: yeah. for her and it was it was very painful to listen to because yes, it you was. could see how difficult it was yes. for her she was voicing something that she probably doesn't ever voice mm. she was talking to something and she has, had got to a place where she felt that she could voice it. Mm. Now, that in itself can be freeing and healing. If you put a hand on her, she mm. could have interpreted that to stop talking or it's okay. or what? You don't know how she's going to interpret that. And you, it is not your job to change the energy in that moment or to change her space in that moment. Because she is in charge of her own space. She is in charge of her own storytelling. And it's not for you to, to shift that. You need to allow her to be in the space that she's in so that she can get to the place that she can get to by herself. It's very empowering. It's like if a client is crying and I hand them a tissue, that is such a no-no in coaching because it's, it's my discomfort. Because when I hand her a tissue, she takes the tissue, she says, thank you. There's like a little transaction and all of a sudden, something's broken in that moment. We're not we're not in the same space that we were two seconds or, or, ago. Or Also,
0: you're just not getting snot on your sofa. I mean, you know, to me, I, I don't, I, I can't. You're breaking I can't where get, some, You're breaking there. where someone is at, and it is your
1: discomfort,
0: and it is not helpful. But it to might le- be their discomfort that their nose is running, and actually, they really would appreciate and like a tissue. Because that's a horrible feeling to have your makeup smeared so you and your put nose ti- running. So you put the tissues on the fucking Fine, table. Right? I'm, so I'm that, down that, with that. That, that They yeah. are resourceful and whole
1: enough yeah. as a yeah. person that they yeah. can take that tissue themselves. Yeah. Or they are resourceful and whole enough in that yeah. moment when she's crying in a in a circle of 11 women to ask for whatever it is she needs.
0: So how did you feel when you shared? Because you shared, I'd say like half, I don't know, third of the way through. Yeah. You shared. Yeah. How did that feel? I was really surprised at what came out of my mouth. Oh, were you? You didn't like think, I'm going to share this. It well, just were, bubbled up. As you're listening to people,
1: mm. Thought different thoughts are going through your head yeah. and the conversation is changing because everyone's yeah. sharing something completely yes. different. Yes. yes. So then you think, oh, because it brings up something for you Yeah. when they share something. Yeah. So it kept changing. Mm. And I thought, there was never a point where I felt desperate need to share something. Mm. But I shared something about parenting and... I felt like I woke up the next day feeling very heavy hearted. Oh, did you? That's interesting. I woke up in quite a bad mood, actually. Mm. And it really took most of the day for it to shift. And I couldn't understand why I felt so heavy. Mm. I can only assume it was... I felt... Th- this is not on you, by the way. This is... What I'm going to say is, is my my stuff. Sure. I felt very exposed because you were in the room. Okay. If I was in a group full of women who I'd never met... And who you'd never see again. I'd never see again. Yeah. I, it makes no difference to me. So isn't that interesting? I'm much, I would have felt better or, I don't know, more comfortable sharing with a room full of women than I did with one of my closest friends. Interesting. I I do
0: understand that. I do understand it. Yeah. I just didn't feel called to kind of, I just didn't.
1: So I found it really interesting when you spoke. You are not someone who likes to be vulnerable. No, You've openly admitted that. I don't. So for you to come to that circle and share something vulnerable and exposing, you were never going to do that. You just weren't. I don't think I was. No, I think that's pretty
0: accurate. To be honest,
1: no. And there was a part of me that felt, and I'm being
0: so honest. You here, have to be honest because that's totally there was, like there the was point. a part of
1: me that after you shared, yeah, I felt quite irritated. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, okay. my totally my stuff because I'd already shared. And I felt I'd shared something very vulnerable, which was my choice. Yeah. And it is your choice what you share. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's reasonable for me to have felt that way. Yeah. But I, I just felt very exposed in front of you
0: with what I had said. And then it you, wasn't something, to be totally honest, that I hadn't heard before from you or versions of. But like, I wasn't shocked. I didn't hear it and go, oh, I never knew that about Nicole. Like I but it was so but it that. was still a
1: big thing for me sure right so and to say it in front of 11 women and to be witnessed in yeah. that way there was all of that stuff going yeah. on so then when you shared well, you didn't really share you kind of responded someone and said oh I'm not responding you were talking about someone
0: else I I picked up my pebble and I said I don't know if you're allowed to like basically everyone in the circle had shared bar me and one other woman and I wasn't sure if she was ever going to speak and she did actually but it was just the two of us left and and by this point I thought okay now I'm uncomfortable at being in silence for so long now that's feeling that's not not natural and it's not sitting well with me because it's not who I am and if I don't speak at all I'm not being genuine here because I am not a quiet, silent person. So I picked up the pebble and said, I don't know if it's okay to respond. And the facilitator said, actually, it's not. And actually, I should have told you that before we started. Which really shifted the energy, and then everyone laughed.
1: Everyone laughed, and then I thought... But hold on, no one had laughed at this point. No. We hadn't had a bit of a laugh. It no. was all quite heavy. Very heavy. stuff, Which is also uncomfortable to sit in. So, well, I didn't
0: find it uncomfortable, but actually what you did was you shifted something in the room, which is not a bad thing. So I said, okay, I won't respond, and this isn't directed at anybody, but just to say, and then I kind of did, and you did respond. respond. You did respond. And so I guess I kind of broke the rule, but... I think when I picked up the pebble my only intention in picking it up was to make that comment I didn't pick it up with the intention of I didn't feel called to share something and then I kind of I don't know but you were never going to share something I don't know I sort of you know what I said was I feel like I could pick up a stone and just do a monologue for an hour and take up the whole evening because I'm so used to being in a like entertaining and performing and and then I kind of chatted for a bit and then put it down and that was it (laughs) Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I just had a chat. Yeah. To no one in
1: particular. And that was fine, because yeah. that's what you chose to do in that moment, which you was totally entitled to. Yeah. But I was kind of sat there like, really? Really? I've just exposed my whole fucking heart and soul here, and you're talking about nonsense. Well, it wasn't nonsense, but but again, my stuff. So I did find that quite interesting. And it's that... Listen, if you'd have started sharing something really vulnerable my mouth, would have been on the fucking floor. I think you would have cried. I would have loved it, actually, we for do. you. Yeah, I would have loved it's it. It's never going to happen, Nicole. <laughs> I know, because it's because it's not your... That's not the area where you would ever expose
0: yourself. Fuck no. Ever. No. God, no. What I felt when we left was like, I almost felt like my body was going to burst with the not talking to you about it. I felt a physical pent up, like, oh my God, I have to talk to you about what just happened tonight. And then tonight. we couldn't really talk no, about it. I couldn't. Because... Well,
1: firstly, we we don't ever share yeah. our experience yeah. until we come here yeah. into the studio. And secondly, there was another lady in the car with us, so we, we couldn't would have been really
0: in the circle, but I felt that in my body, like a pressure building up that I was so desperate to talk to you and I couldn't talk to you and it was so hard. It was so difficult. Yeah.
1: But I I kind of because I'd had that moment with myself. Yeah. I was quite happy not to talk about it in yeah. the cab on the way home. I just I wasn't at all. Because normally I don't feel very uncomfortable about being vulnerable, but I really did.
0: Because of me. Yeah, not because of you, because you're lovely. No, 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 I know what you mean. Because of my presence, Yeah, not because of me being me. Yeah. Mm. Shall we summarise? Yeah. Okay, come on then, tell me. Okay. I wrote notes. Oh, you're so cute. Right. This is my kind of dissecting of how the sister circle was for me, Right. I realised that in my job, because I hold space for other women, that's what I do. And I support other people's experiences. It's their birth experience. It's not mine. I'm just there. But by definition of being there, being in the room, I am also having my own experience. Of course. Even though it's very clear that the nature of the relationship is this is your birth and your experience and I am just here to witness and support. Obviously, I am experiencing it, right? But I keep it to myself because it is not appropriate, obviously, for me to share it in the room, nor afterwards. And I don't have anyone who is there supporting me. It's a very kind of lonely job. And I don't mean that in a sad way, but that's just the fact of it. It is. And I realise that I carry a lot of joy, like 15 years of joy. But I also carry a lot of drama and a lot of trauma. Because I have seen awful things and whatever I see and whatever the experience, whether it's joyful or very dramatic or not or whatever it is, I I put it in my pocket and I get in a cab and I go home and I leave it at work. And that is what makes me able to do my job and good at my job because I don't make it about me and I don't fall apart And I keep it all together. Okay. And I think... Are you linking this to the sister Yes, I (laughs) am. At any point. (laughs) Yes, I am. But I think when you absorb a lot of stuff, it makes me quite compartmentalised in my emotions. Not cold, but compartmentalised. And I'm just not very used to sharing how I feel. I don't really like to share how I feel. And really... I genuinely feel like it's nobody's fucking business, how I feel. Well, it isn't. Not if you don't want people to know. Of course not. So I guess I find it very hard to understand why women would sit in circle and volunteer very, very deeply personal, sad, hurtful things to a room full of strangers. So to link it, what it made me feel was fine, like very fine, very together, very uncomplicated and very untroubled. And that made me feel very lucky. That was how I I left feeling. And also it made me feel really confident about hosting this podcast because it did. (laughs) You know why? Because I feel like I come here in a place of physical and mental health and I'm not on some quest to heal. And that means I'm able to be objective. And that I think is really helpful. Lovely. Are you doing all your homework? I actually like did work. You actually did. Yeah.
1: Okay. Would you like my summary now? I'd love your summary now. I thought one of the loveliest things about it was that you weren't allowed to respond. Okay. And I thought it was incredibly powerful watching women voice experiences that were running through their heads, their hearts, their bodies to a room and just let it be heard. Mm. I thought that was the most magical part of the whole evening. Mm. I didn't have any desire to respond because of that. Because I fa- And as the evening went on, I got more and more comfortable with it. Mm. I also think there is such magic in a room full of feminine energy. I loved that bit of it. I loved that. And I think that that will never cease to amaze me of the resource and the passion and the strength that lives within us women. Yeah. It, it will fall ever fascinate me and mm. humble me and it was a complete privilege mm. to be exposed to women's hearts and souls. Yes. And I have that in my job too. Yeah, And it's, it's my most favourite part that people want to trust their innermost emotions or, and desires and fears with me mm. and that was just on a bigger scale and I thought mm. it was beautiful. Mm. I really do get why people want to share in a circle mm. I can see why people would find that healing and helpful and supportive because a lot of people don't maybe they don't feel that they have those people in their life that they can speak to or that they get the correct support do
0: you feel it was a bit like group therapy I've never done no. group therapy so I don't no, know neither it, have I no I you didn't feel like no, that. no because there was no there was no conversation
1: no there was no conversation no it wasn't a conversation no. it was a sharing no. circle no. no so I loved it Okay. I really loved it. And let me tell you something. Yeah. If and when we have
0: a club. Yeah. I would love to hold a sister circle. You would like to facilitate a I circle. I'd love to facilitate a circle. I'd be circle. really comfortable facilitating it. Really comfortable. But it's not something I need For or want yourself. in my life. I don't I don't need it. I don't need that space. I was totally engaged with hearing it and I really, really I agree with you. Like I loved sitting in that room full of women and Listening to them, I just found it incre- like incredible the experience of it. But I think if I am going to share difficult, vulnerable things, I want comfort, I want acknowledgement, I want advice, I want those you want the things. Hand on your leg I if want, you need it.
1: Yeah, I want that. Okay. I want that. Okay. Yeah. So the big question, yeah, is it coming in the club? <sighs> oh, it's definitely coming in just, the club. Stephanie,
0: you've just said you'd be happy to facilitate it. I would, but it's not a tool I need or want in my toolbox. I I get it. I totally get it. And I think for women who get something out of it, what a wonderful, wonderful thing to have. And I think the lady who facilitated it, she had such an open and generous heart and such a lovely spirit and she was so sincere with how she held that space and held those women and what she was doing. And I really admired her for that. So I I totally get it, but it's not for me.
1: It's coming in my club. Okay. I loved it. Okay. And I would absolutely do another one. Okay. I really would. Thank you so much for listening. That was our International Women's Day Special show on the Sister Circle. We'll be back on Friday where we'll be hearing from you guys and how you feel about a Sister Circle. If you want to get in touch, you can email us hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk or come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod and we'll be back on Friday. Bye bye.
0: It's Mr. P here and the other Mr. P and we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day and, of course, we share your hilarious stories from The Chalk Face. So, if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips and get ready for the lesson. The Mother Kind podcast explores how to feel happier,